everyone. Welcome to a repetitive issue of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good friend, Amigo Aaron. And once again, and for the third time in a row, I'm going to be introducing you to a man who works continuously. His work has been as such that we haven't been able to record the show until now because he's a working machine. Give it up for the working man, the Brent. Yeah, you know, you're. This is very much like work. Being the third time that we've recorded this intro. Yeah, we've bought. It just keeps. It just keeps hammering me down. Hammering <laughs> yeah, me down. Yeah, yeah. For the people not live in chat, this is the third go around this intro. It's been one continual screw up after another. And in fact, I forgot to take the graphics off on this one. But the hell with it. We're keeping it in. Brent, the people in this, they can see it on the screen if you're watching at home. Last week we spun the wheel. We made the deal. What was the deal? It's a little thing I like to call a battle. A battle. It's an ARG battle over the Neo Geo. Tell them the rules this week, the Brent. And the battle is between the old retro beginning crop of Neo Geo games versus the the end of the life, the last couple years, all on the MVS system. Uh, we're saying which is better. The old, classic, retro Neo Geo, or the newer, bolder, prettier Neo Geo. I have taken the side of the old Neo Geo. You wanted a little bit of the new stuff, and we're going to mesh them together and see which is better. That's right. You know, uh, um, I will say, I wanted to pick a game that I wasn't that familiar with, and I think I, I pulled it off, uh, the Brent, uh, in terms yeah, of picking a game. We, I think that's something we both did. We wanted to come out with games that were not in the limelight. Because, of course, there are standouts on both ends of the spectrum. Right? I have my favorites. We wanted, to pull, we wanted to pull games that were more uh, uh, def definitive of the time. Because it wasn't all about uh, the fighting games in the beginning, and it certainly wasn't all about uh, uh, the innovative side of Neo Geo at the end. So we tried to pick games that really pulled from the the uh, timeline that we were representing. Games at random is what you meant to say. Now, listen, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a special question because I pondered this a lot this week, and I wanted to throw it out to you. Okay, let's pretend that you've got a four slot arcade Neo Geo, right? Now, one of the slots is broken. All right, so you can put three carts in there. What three right. carts are you going to put in there, the Brent? Now I, I know there's one that's that's a no doubt for both of our All machines. Right. Yeah. And that's gonna be a little thing called Neo Turf Man. That's true. That's absolutely Hands a fact. Hands down the absolute crowning jewel and I think both of our opinions, the crowning jewel of the Neo Geo uh, library. Right. This is a game that if I had the opportunity to own as an arcade machine, as a Neo Geo, I've got the whole system, I got the card in. That's where I'm going, number one. Okay. Uh, number two might be a little controversial. I, I think Neo Geo's is kind of uni or uh, Neo Turf Masters is kind of universally loved. Yes. Number two, I, I'm going with uh, the 2020 baseball game, and that is just because it was so different for the time, and it really highlights the fun factor that the Neo Geo sports lines uh, could have been. They they gave up on their sport lines so early on in the console's lifespan, or the, or the arcade's lifespan, as, as it were. And uh, uh, I'm going to talk about that a little more in length during my game review, but I wish they would have kept pumping these type of games out. And then number three, I mean, what is Neo Geo known for? You either are going to go run and gun in this slot, or you're going to go fighting game, right? Yeah. And I could really, I could really make an argument for either one. I would either do Metal Slug uh, for my running gun, or actually Metal Slug. I think three is my favorite. Uh, I haven't played them recently enough to really be able to narrow it down. Or fighting game. You know, I'm not going to do my Fatal Fury. I'm not going to do Art of Fighting. I'm not gonna Those do suck. a world hero. Ooh. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Samurai Showdown two. Two. Yeah. Well, listen. Two of your picks, I agree with. That's that would be in mine. That's Neo Turf Masters and Samurai Showdown two. Although, I almost went with World Heroes two or King of Fighters ninety eight. Both of which are gold. You can't go wrong with any of those. 
And then my third pick would not be Baseball 2020. It would be Baseball, Baseball, Baseball Stars 2. 2. That game is solid gold money. That is awesome. Now, you know why I would pick Super Baseball 2020 over that? Dumbness? I think... Huh? No, no, no. (laughs) I think Super Baseball 2020 has more uniqueness. Where uh, Baseball Stars 2, incredible game. Okay, I'm not... I, I... not saying anything bad against it. I just think that there's more interesting mechanics in Super Baseball 2020 than there is a Baseball Stars. Not me. I like Baseball Stars too. It's one of the is amongst the well. I think it's one of the top three or four titles on the uh, Neo Geo. I mean, don't get I, me it wrong. It would be in my top five. There's a yeah. there's a lot of other stuff I like. There's a lot of fighting games on Neo Geo. I like the. Uh, Capcom versus SNK stuff that I've played. I like really the uh, uh, the World Heroes two. Like I said, it's great. I really like that one. Uh, I think Fighters History Dynamite wasn't that on the Neo Geo as well, which I like that. Uh, there's a lot of great fighting games. There's a lot of great shmups and some not so great, depending on your point of view. When it comes to beat 'em ups, you know I'm not a fan of the of the Metal Slug series. It just didn't do it for running me. Guns. That's uh, running yeah, guns. Yeah, I'm sorry, running guns. But I mean, they don't. They didn't do it for me. Uh, uh, and so it's not one that I go back to. I know I know people love it, but it's just not my it's not my bag, you know. So uh, with all that said, just we've covered the Neo Geo way way back, but just as a refresher, in case you're wondering what's going on with it, uh, this this is a fourth generation console, of course, manufactured by SNK, and uh, was released uh, in terms of the uh, arcade version. Way, way back, in North America at least, in August 22nd, 1990. In Japan, it was a little bit earlier that year. And in the uh, Europe, they got it about a year later. It's funny, they never had planned to sell Neo Geo games in the whole market, but there was a demand for them. And so what they did was, they sort of slid in the back door in terms of the Neo Geo, because eventually what they did was they released their rental system. You know, for like hotels and like like video stores. And this got over... And people wanted to have one of these things back at the pad, and so they released a uh, home version of the uh, of the classic arcade hardware. Uh, the home version was the AES. The AES. The gimmick on that was it was mind-numbingly pricey to to play yeah. this thing at home, and so <clears throat> due to its still popularity, despite the fact that it cost a fortune. And by the way, I never knew a single person. That owned one of these in America, not I didn't one. Either. Now, now I do, but not no back in those days. Uh, and so after that uh, came out, they said, "Okay, we're, we can make something happen here in the home market." So they, what they did was they made a, uh, a CD-ROM version of the game. Now, now here's the problem with that: it was cheaper, and the games were way cheaper, but it was also a lot slower. And so you know, it's every one of these things have their pitfalls. It's funny, Britt, to think, think back on this. Because when we got into arcade collecting, Neo Geo cabinets were a dime a dozen. You, 250 yes. bucks take these things home all day long. And we passed yep. up a ton of them over the years. I wish we'd picked one up now, kind of, with that multi-card. We didn't, who knew there'd be a one multi-card you could play on the games? I didn't have any idea. And, of course, Neo Geo is, is emulated perfectly. It's also got a uh, release on the Mister. The core is, is uh, well uh, uh, figured out by now, and so it's not like you need a Neo Geo cat, but I still always did kind of like them, and they were very clever the way they did it in the arcade with being able to switch for multiple, you know, a lot of the cabinets had give you the ability to switch to multiple games. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest problem with Neo Geo cabinets, at, from a home collector's point of view, is they're not appealing to look at. Yeah. Uh, just the, they're a red cabinet, uh, the, they've got four multicolored buttons on their control panel, um, you know, they have the different marquees, different, like, basically what amounts to box art for whatever game is loaded into the systems. Yeah. And that's kind of cute, but when you compare it to some of the all-time classic arcade with the, uh, uh incredible side art and kick, and kick art and coin door art and marquee, or, and, uh, Be- bezel. bezels and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it, it just doesn't compare, and it, I think that is what really turned us off from getting one uh, early in our collecting career. It's fun to think about, if you think about the popularity of a lot of the Neo Geo games, and I don't know if they're going to... The funny thing about it is they were sort of underserviced because of the way that cabinet looked in the arcade, 
And so they had that. Of course, their games are way ahead sometimes, so they looked really cool, and you kind of wanted to play them. But, yeah, if you were to look at a cabinet, you'd be like, man. And I wonder if that affects them now to any degree, because now a lot of people straight up don't like the Neo Geo stuff. And it's easy to not like it because there's so few categories of game. You know, if you don't like fighting games, that's a third of the library or more gone. And if you well, don't, you know. Let's get into it, Aaron, because who, who do you have on tap first? Am I going or are you going? I think I'm going to go ahead and lead the dance since you're in such an okay. all-fired hurry to jump, jump all over my description of the system. That's fine. Now I am going to battle, you jerk. So... This week, of course, I had to pick a game that came out er, like late in the console's lifespan, and I right. picked I picked a game I never heard of, and I picked this one purely just from looking at screenshots, if you can believe it, because I've never seen it before. Yeah, I know. And the <laughs> game I picked was Prehistoric Isle Two. Now, yes. have I played Prehistoric Isle One? No. Have I ever played Prehistoric Isle Two before this week? No. But I figured, hey, what could go wrong? Uh, of course, this one published by SNK and developed by two uh, different separate outfits: the Saurus uh, Company Limited uh, and uh, Yuma uh, Yume Kobo Company Limited. Saurus uh, Company had developed, uh, among other things, Neo Turf Masters, Baseball Stars, World Heroes Two, and uh, Yumi Kobo has uh, been responsible for the King of Fighters 89, 90, Blazing Star. So it's not like these guys were a couple dud companies. They knew they were, what, they were, not. what they were doing. Uh, Prehistoric Isle 2 was released uh, September 22nd of 99. So pretty late in the in the game there, uh, Brent. Absolutely. This game staggered blindly onto a few other like virtual consoles after it was released, including the Switch the PS4, and the Xbox One if you decide you want to give this thing a whirl. So, what is this? Well, let's talk about Prehistoric Isle 1 real quick. You may be stunned to hear this, but Prehistoric Isle 1 took place on an aisle. And you were... <laughs> and it were was also... Prehistoric things? Yeah, and, and there were also biplanes and stuff. I think it took place in, like, 1930. Uh, it, oh, was a, okay. it was a much lower-end-looking game. It, it, you know... Uh, and so when you, I thought to myself, well, a prehistoric aisle one, I can't wait to see what the prehistoric aisle looks like on mine. Well, I, imagine my surprise when I found out that not only does mine not take place in prehistory, but it's also not an island. <laughs> so I don't know what, why they named it that. I guess just to continue the series, but it was a, an odd choice. So what is prehistoric aisle two? Well, I tried to look up a backstory for this. I didn't really find much, if I'm honest. But basically, long story short, dinosaurs are attacking modern humans. Not good. Some Jurassic Park action here, Brent. Now, you know how we humans are. We're not going to sit around and let the dinosaurs come in and trash our civilization. That's what we, we mobilize one lone weapon to go kill every dinosaur on Earth. And... Hello, it That's came how to we pass. <laughs> our two, or you can have two uh, if you if you have two players. This does have one to two simultaneous play. So this is a side-scrolling shooter, sort of like in the vein of something like a silkworm or something, where you go from left to right as things scroll by. Although occasionally that changes, uh, and you control one of two choppas. Uh, you get a choice between a uh, white dude and a black dude. Those are your choices. If you're a chick, you're out of yeah. luck. You don't get a choice because there was the 90s. The heck with you. And so it's funny to me that they gave you two options. That was my first thing that I thought was strange. And each different player has a different chopper. There's like a blue one. I think that one's green. So, it is. It is green. Yeah. So <clears throat> so what do you do in this? Well, you, you, you go through and shoot. You've got It's a two-button game. There's a shooting button, and then there's a like a mega bomb button. All right? This is. Let me put it this way before I get too deep into this. This game doesn't reinvent the wheel, okay? So, the game starts off by having you come through a city and try to kill dinosaurs and save humans. Now, there is what drew me to this game is that I saw screenshots of the helicopter with a ladder under it with people hanging off of it. I thought to myself, man, that sounds like an awesome, some kind of awesome game concept and shooting that I've never heard of. Well... 
So what the implementation and, of that option unless is? Unless you've ever played Choplift. Yeah. Well, no, I'm no, no, that. No, yeah, this is not like Choplift. But the implementation of that was there's a guy or multiple guys hanging from the bottom of your chopper. That's pretty much it. You try to sit, get them to a place where they can be rescued. They don't really do anything or add anything. They just sort of hang there. So I was kind of let down by that. When you load the game up. The first thing, once you pick your chopper, there's a scene where your chopper's flying, and you're in like a rear, like a behind, third-person view of it. And it's going forward like it's like a 3D. I thought, oh, man, this is going to be the bomb. And then it promptly stops doing that, turns a corner, and then it's on side <laughs> Did you notice that, Brent, when you started the game? Oh, this, this, this was definitely a bomb, but we'll get to well, that. But you know what I'm talking about with the way it starts oh, out. Yeah. You're like, oh, this looks pretty good. You're going to notice that everything in it sort of has a kind of that ray trace to look to it. Let's uh, let's go with it. There's a game for the uh, Neo Geo that has a, another shooter that has a very similar uh, look to it. I, I can't with Pulsar or something like that where they've kind of ray traced everything. The problem with that is, I mean, this probably looks pretty cutting edge, maybe in '99, but. It doesn't. Age. I I found that the graphics don't age well. So you've got a bunch of. It's almost like if you ever seen Bird Demic. Have you ever seen that movie? Bird Demic's well, it's, just it's not that. No, bad. but I mean the way the dinosaurs fly around and move. They're just real. They don't have much animation. They don't look very good. And there's a, there's a lot of sameness to it. You know, and so you're gonna fight a lot. And the dinosaurs, the sizes are real jacked up because they. What they did was they scaled the dinosaurs that they had models of. So a lot of the models, they just shrink them down, and they're these tiny baby dinosaurs that'll, that'll occasionally come around. Um, as you go through, the weapons system is sort of Raiden-like. Uh, there are different colored uh, weapons that or drops that you get, and you shoot. You can change the color of them to get different. Uh, you know, different colored weapons, and the more you get, the more powerful it is. It's very raid, like I said, it's straight out of the raid and playbook. I, I haven't played uh, prehistoric Isle One because I didn't want because I thought maybe one of these days we might give it a shot. But I, from what I read, prehistoric Isle One didn't like this is not what they had in that one. So that's a big change. Another thing you could do in this is hold down your button and then kind of move. Well, it depends on which gun you've got. But it changes your shot pattern. Sometimes you can literally change the way you're shooting, like it's Turrican, where you can kind of hold the button and it kind of move the joystick up and down and shoot in ways. But sometimes it doesn't do that. Depending on the gun you have, sometimes it will just change the type of fire from straight-ahead fire to diagonal and straight-ahead fire. So there's, it yeah. splits the fire patterns. Not a bad thing. That's not bad. You know, it's, but it's it's nutty. It, it takes some getting used to, that's for sure. Um at the end of the levels, the levels are pretty cool looking, you know, but they're, again, if you had really, really good, let's take a game, I don't know, like Aliens vs. Predators, the Capcom game, one of the Capcom right. classics, or, or any of those uh, games of that type, the background graphics, I mean, those are newer, or those are older games, but they aged a lot better, they've got that beautiful art, this has that more... Almost like narky art, where it's sort of kind of digitized, and it's it didn't yeah. it's not smooth. It didn't age well. Some of the monsters you fight look good, you know. I mean, they the bigger monsters, the bigger they are, the better they look. I found, but again, they the way they move and stuff, it's just not smooth. Uh, if I'm honest, um, there are not a ton of different dinosaurs. I played this. I didn't play this to the end, but I put it. I put it. Played it pretty well in. There's a, uh, after the initial stage in the city, there's a stage where you're on, like, the desert. <clears throat> there's a stage where you're in the jungle. There's a stage where you chase this, like, flying thing. But, I mean, for the most part, it didn't do much for me. Occasionally, you're going to have to have a scene where you protect a, a chopper that's coming down to rescue people. That kind of mixes it up a little bit. It does this sort of, uh, half turn camera thing to make it look like I thought we were going to go into like a mode again where you're behind the chopper so it fooled me multiple times because that never happened as far as I was concerned you never yeah. got the spin but you know what I'm talking about don't you Brent where it would spin it would do a little spin I thought picking yeah, up the take it from a side <clears throat> view to a behind the sort of like uh, the copper if you ever played awesome on the Amiga it does that to great effect because you're not expecting it and you're like oh it's like a whole different game. 
this game's the whole same game. It doesn't, it doesn't do that. Um, once you get past all the levels, the final boss is like a giant octopus. I didn't get that far, but I watched somebody beat him. You know, this game, though, was research, and I was trying to find lots of fun stuff to say about it, or great facts. You know, but the truth of the matter is, when you look at summarizations on this game on Moby, or even hardcore gaming, or Wiki, any place you look, even if you just look at people talking about it, they all pretty much say the same thing. <clears throat> it's a fairly competent, generic shooting game that didn't age well visually. And I'd say that pretty much sums it up. Your second button, like I said, is a, is a big boom button. Uh, the effects are good. Depends on which chopper you've got. They're okay. Uh, and and occasionally you'll come across a weapon that will literally blow everything up on the screen. And also when you're rescuing people, when you rescue the last person, often they'll give you a power-up. Oh, I can't forget about the medals. So this game has point a point uh, goodie. I always like games that give you a, like military awards <laughs> midway through the battle. Like that seems like a bad idea. Thank God we didn't do that to Benedict Arnold. You know, but uh, uh, so you can pick these up for extra points. You know, but I mean, there's just not much going on here. It's just sort of a generic. I mean, it's not horrible. The sounds okay. The visuals in. Eh. It's generic. What do you think, the Brent? Well, th this uses. Uh pre-rendered graphics uh and it, it, it's it's the same basic technique like they used in say a, a donkey kong country yeah um the the it doesn't it doesn't age well but no. it's not horrible yeah. um, sounds familiar <laughs> it's it's not what kills this game for me uh although it is related to it they have aspects of the game that are in the background because they they have these pre-rendered 3D models and they're able to scale them. They're able to do all these fun things with them, and they will have them come from the background into the foreground and they'll scale up and do all that fun stuff. But there are there were so many times when I couldn't tell whether I needed to avoid an enemy or not. Uh, if something's on the ground and you're in a helicopter, I don't feel like you would be able to run into it. Yeah. Like it is and after playing something like Silkworm or something, it's a it's I kept I was always afraid I was gonna hit the dirt and you can't hit the dirt, if that's what you mean. Right. Yeah. And it the all the mobs they they come in waves, and the way that you get your medals is if you destroy an entire wave, uh, it will spawn a, a medal. Which that's that's nothing new. There's plenty no. of games that do that. Um, so it makes you want to try to kill everything. Yay, that's fun. But it was so awkward uh, to figure out what I could and could not fly through, and also. The enemies shoot. You would not think that prehistoric dinosaurs would shoot, but they absolutely do. Yeah. They shoot in a ton of different fireball-like things. And those suck. And, and some of the fireballs look like they should be power-ups. And, uh, I mean, once you die to it one or tw once or twice, you obviously get used to it. But they did not do well distinguishing what you could avoid and what you should avoid versus what will kill you. And that is a major sin in a shooting game, especially an arcade shooting game where you're paying money to figure that kind of crap out. Yeah, I found I found the enemy shooting patterns. I mean, I found this game difficult. Now, granted, we had unlimited money. By the way, it takes forever to start the game back, but uh, uh, I found a game. I found that the game, what the shooting patterns were hard to. They really were because it's really two shooting patterns. Because they would, for example, a lot of the enemies would breathe fire, and then that fire would travel for a second or two, then explode into other stuff. And I had a heck of a time getting around that. Depending on what weapons I had, like uh, my number one weapon, as usual, was the heat seeker. And one of the reasons I liked it was I could concentrate fully on dodging why it shot whatever was around because there was so much stuff to dodge that I found it difficult just because of the, sh the way the shots came in. Yeah, and, and 
Also, they do uh, the thing where sometimes you can shoot the uh, enemy bullets and, and make them stop or disappear, and then some you can't, but they do not do a good enough job distinguishing which of those projectiles you can and which you can't shoot. In fact, in some of the later stages, there are projectiles that look almost identical. Uh, one set that you can shoot, and it won't destroy it, but it will stop it from coming at you and then fall straight down. And then another set that looks the exact same that you can't shoot at all. Which I found that kind of inconsistency very annoying, just as, from a shooter from a shooting gameplay standpoint. What did, what did you uh, think the, about the uh, the shot pattern changing? Did you did you use that much? Um I didn't. Uh it once you get your guns fully powered up, there's no reason not to just continuously hit the button. The 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 spread versus concentrated fire, there isn't a big enough difference to matter. Um and I I found I didn't find the game overly difficult but i didn't think it was impossible uh i thought it was cheap more than anything else it was I yes it had a lot of cheap kills i would say you're right there i would agree with you on that the your ultimate bomb move is just a cannon it, it just shoots out a mega beam it's it's not impressive looking the little orbs that you're talking about that sometimes when you rescue someone they'll pop out or yeah. every once in a while you'll get them other places in the stage are weak and pathetic. They don't kill does, everything. <laughs> no, it does this cool wave pattern that yeah. looks like it would eliminate everything on the board, but even the weakest enemies survive it. So it's almost completely pointless. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> other things of this, they sh they could have went farther with the rescuing point because that's kind of the, s the next selling point of the game. The first selling point is your... You're fighting dinosaurs, right? Yeah. The And the graphics, which I didn't like the graphics. No. So the next selling point is the rescuing of the people. When you are tasked with protecting a helicopter while it loads people onto the helicopters, I never once fail to get everyone on board. In fact, I'm not totally convinced you can fail that. Well, I, think I don't think you, just, I, I think I think it's just a matter of how many times you die while doing it. I don't think you can actually fail uh, yeah, I, because so, you just die. So that's a crappy gimmick, then. Well, they dropped the ball means, on the you rescue part of this because there was. I agree with you. There was something there. That's what attracted me to the game. But the implementation, where they did, they did it in the like the kind of the lamest way you could. Yeah, and when you're carrying people through the level, because the rescue chopper can only hold so many people so you always have some stragglers that couldn't get on the rescue copter and are kind of riding along with you and the the gimmick there is if you die they'll fly up in the air and you can re-catch them but the reward for saving them is minuscule at best and the risk at recapturing them is far greater than the than it's worth and having them on your chopper does nothing. You yeah. don't have to avoid extra. The the hanging people have no hitboxes, so there's no worry of them getting like sniped off your rope. Which like, would like why aren't fun. they shooting? That would be cool or doing well, anything I, for you. I think that we think that would well, be I, I add something to it. <clears throat> I think they're hostage. They're they're in distress. Because they're not all military people. Sometimes you just have well. I'm movies. looking. I'm just looking at something to make the gameplay more fun. Because I think, like you said, it's not really worth bothering with them. Just I mean, right. it's just, you know part part of the fun part of the game. Did you did so, you how far how far did you go into this by the way? Oh, four levels. Like you're you sound like me. I could have beat this game if I just didn't put. But I got bored. You know, yeah. it's a it just gets boring. And there's a the dinosaurs don't really change that much. There's a lot of sameness to it. You know, I will give it one thing, Brent. I don't know if you noticed this. This is going to be one of the only arcade games I've ever seen that you can score into the billions. It's This has pinball scoring, and it's finest. If you look at the... I noticed this, and I read about it, too. I noticed it right away because of all the zeros in your score. But if you right. can you can literally score over a billion points in this, and the points are generous. And I wonder if they took their cue from pinball, which is what pinball did there, well, uh, to no, make you it, score that high. It, it's pretty... Um... It's pretty 
standard for shooting games to have ridiculous scores. But a billion? I've yeah, never oh, seen yeah. that. I've never but, seen that oh, in a game. Oh, yeah. No, that's 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 not terribly uncommon because uh, they they want you to have the option of can you get all the collectibles? Can you get all the bonuses? There are If you have max of a weapon and then pick up another weapon power-up, you get a a limited point, a, a limited amount of time that you get bonus points. It goes from like times two, times four, times eight, times sixteen, and then everything that you do past that is like a times sixteen multiplier. If you're like say shooting the same thing over and over, yeah. So it 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 has fun point aspects, and I did notice that and I did appreciate that, but the overall game just is not a lot of fun to play. And also something I. You didn't really mention in detail, Aaron. The controlling your chopper, it feels sluggish. Yeah. It feels like you're fighting the controls. And I think the reason why that is, is since they had those 3D rendered models, whenever you go down or up with your copter, it has a tilt animation. Yeah. And it, it has three frames of it. So every time you try to go up or down, it has to play those animations, and the animations make you feel slow even if you're actually moving at the same speed you'd normally move at. I did notice so that it felt a little logy. You're you're not wrong there. Yeah. Uh, uh, we did get a Discord uh, look here. I'm going to pull it up. Uh, I should mention before I get into the Discord that I looked this up on eBay trying to get a price on it. Uh, so I looked, I found a couple that were for sale. Of course, you can get this in a couple flavors. The MVS uh, version of this, you're, there's a guy selling one pre-owned, of course, for four hundred thirty-nine dollars, which is that's, that's pretty well. I mean, that's that's what they're going for, and I saw many going for even more outrageous prices. So when you come to price and stuff with the Neo Geo, I mean, it's crazy time. It's never going to be cheap, and it's always going to be uh, all over the map because there are so many different versions that got that got released, and whatnot. We got one look at this. It was from Pajaco. 6502, our number one reviewer here. He writes, I had played the first one and hadn't played the sequel, as it turns out. I pumped thousands of virtual quarters into this thing to play it and made it to the end. But by the end, I was kind of done with it. A lot of the time, there was too much happening on the screen and it was difficult to tell what was going on. Sometimes stuff would fall from the sky or things would fly in the background that didn't kill you, but with things on the screen that could kill you. Everything on the screen was quite big when reduced, and uh, which reduced the player. Yeah, that I didn't notice, and I thought what that how that would affect two players simultaneously. It'd be not, it'd be nightmarish. Anyway, everything on the screen was quite big, which reduced your play area, and the sprite collision was quite harsh, which all accumulated in a very messy game with a lot of seemingly unavoidable deaths. I agree, and for the most of it, I ended up yelling at the TV like a crazy person. It had some great elements like the rescues, and I did enjoy the final boss as it seemed a very R-type-like boss. I would have honestly preferred an updated remaster of the original in the end. They're not terrible, not great. Six out of ten. I think that's right around where I would fall as well. Uh, I, I think this is, I would say, the word mediocre gets thrown around a lot. And I would, like I said, this isn't bad. It's not garbage. But yeah. I was not a huge fan of this one, especially because it came out in 99. Really, with the exception of the graphics, that's really all they were hanging their hat on here. Nothing else was... Uh, they didn't do anything that I would call spectacular. No, I, I would put this more in the 4 category. Oh, uh, 4 out of 10? Wow. Yeah. I would not go out of my way to play this. There are just simply better shooters that you could spend your time with. Um, and I don't think any aspect of this game is interesting enough to make me go out of my way or to tell someone else to go out of their way to play it. It's funny, and as a final thought, the uh, the flyer for this states the computer age versus the Jurassic Age. Unfortunately, the Jurassic Age they picked was one of the more recent Jurassic Park games or, or movies and not the first one <laughs> because it was uh, poorly executed and poorly directed. A not a crowd pleaser faux show. Now you can see why I'm going to have trouble during the debate portion of the show. Uh, so Brent, that was my look at Prehistoric Isle Two. You had the old pick this week. What did you get into? Yes. Uh, now there's a lot of good stuff in the old old uh, part of Neo Geo, but I went with something that is actually pretty universally panned. Uh, I went with the Super Spy. 
Super Spy, right. Yes. Now, this is a game, uh, amongst the earliest releases, uh, this was, hit the, uh, the MVS system in uh, October of 1990, and this was very staggered. Staggered. Uh, the AV, the AES release of this was uh, July of 91, and the CD release of this was uh, September of 94. Some of the, some of the CD releases came out before that, but I guess that's really sort of in the beginning lifespan of the CD era. In Super Spy, you play as a CIA agent, and you're tasked with going in and breaking up this terrorist plot. You play as Roy Hart, which is a pretty generic name. What are you going to do? And you are sent into uh, a facility where they are making bombs, and you have to figure out what's going on. And, and the game doesn't give you a whole lot of insight at the beginning. It just says, here you go. There's there's terrorists in this building. You need to go in and stop their terrorist plot. This is uh, described as a first-person beat-em-up action role-playing game. Which that is... How many of those do you see around? Not a whole lot. <laughs> I can't think of too many, if I'm honest. <laughs> so... This is played in a first-person perspective, and I mean first-person. All you see are your hands and your feet uh, it, out in front of you. Normally, you see your hands, but you can kick and see your feet if you are doing a kicking motion. Or a knee. At, or a knee, correct. And you are going through, I won't say it's a maze-like corridors, but you're going <clears throat> through corridors where the camera is always pointing straight ahead. So when you are, are moving to the left and right, you're not turning and then moving. You know, you're not turning at any point. You're sliding. You're got sash right. you're he's, he's sashays down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't and, ever and even, turn. Even on the rare occasions where you need to go backwards down a hallway, you don't turn around. You literally shuffle backwards. So your camera is always pointing straight forward. And that is... Uh, uh, the that is the absolute crutch of this game. That is the complete uh, ha gameplay aspect of this game. Is you are always straight ahead, and the enemies are always coming to you straight toward your face. And you have a few uh, tools in your arsenal to dispatch these enemies that are these terrorists that are coming at you. When the game very first starts, you have your punch and your kick. Uh, and your punch, you can kind of combo it up with your with your kick, which is actually a knee under most circumstances. And you can move to the left and right. And instead of throwing a straight punch, you'll kind of do hooks. And then for your, if you combo enough punches together, you'll eventually do an uppercut and knock the enemy back away from you. Uh, you can also duck in this game, although the ducking aspect of it is not told to you in the tutorial. Yeah, I didn't know you could duck. Odd. How do you duck? Yeah, you ducking is a tremendously important part of the game because it allows you to uh, an alternate way to dodge. Uh, because these enemies, like I said, they're coming at you almost uh, punch out style. How do you duck? And you didn't tell me. Pull down. Oh no, kidding! I didn't know that. They didn't say that in the opening instructions. No, they didn't. They, 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 I don't, and it's silly that they left it out. Uh, also, there are times when uh, parts of the boards will have like cameras, and to get around the cameras, if you duck and go under the camera, it won't alert the additional guards. This is Otherwise, killing me. More guards come out. Yes, I was wondering about also, that. Also, there are um, machine gunners. Uh, most of the terrorists that you fight are either unarmed or armed strictly with melee weapons. Your knives, your pipes, your tasers. Nets. Uh, but occasionally, <laughs> nets. Occasionally, you'll have guys come out with guns. And if you duck, then the gun guys can't shoot you, and they eventually will go off stage. Oh. So you have your, you've got your hands, you've got your feet. You also have a knife. 
And this knife starts out incredibly powerful when you stab someone, but the more you stab people, the less damage it does. And then finally, you have a pistol with 12 rounds of ammunition yeah, in it. Yeah, it's worthless. Um, and, and they, the gun, of course, does massive damage. There are people to help you along the way. Uh, this The terrorists took over a, a science facility. So occasionally, you'll uh, have the option to go in and out of different offices. And when you go in and out of these offices, you might have... you might stumble onto an extra encounter where there's extra bad guys you have to fight, or you'll come across scientists, and the scientists can either give you information, like tell you, hey, the terrorists are planning on blowing up this car factory. And, uh, or it can tell you, like, you give you maps, and you'll, you'll see that you need to go down two more hallways and then go up, and... The last scientist can either heal you or give you an Uzi that he found on one of the guards. So all it it has that roleplay element. It also has an experience and leveling up element. As you go, each enemy you kill gives you a set amount of experience. And when you earn enough experience, you'll level, level up, which means your punches and kicks will do more damage. And your AC will go up, which means you can take uh, more damage. Or actually, when you get hit, the damage that you take is less. Because you have a health bar at the top of your screen, about 10 hits. The game is broken up into two levels. You you start your fight going through the factory, trying to find the bombs, because where they're manufacturing the bombs. And you eventually do that blow up the factory, but you notice that there are bombs missing. So you have to go to the car factory and find all the missing bombs before they blow up the building. <clears throat> I find this game inc incredibly refreshing. Uh, I This was, believe it or not, this was one of my first Neo Geo experiences uh, way back in the day. And I sucked at it. Because I did not quite understand. I thought that the knife that you had was more of a special attack, right? So I hardly ever used it. And the punches and kicks, well, good if you know what you're doing and you can kind of chain the combos together and you can kind of get those hooks going, is weaker than the knife. Because the knife is so fast. So I, I when I was young, I hated this game. Because it just ate my money. But playing it again, uh, not just this week, but after I got it so I could play it at home and really experience what it was like, I found out all the little nuances that you can do to keep yourself safe and really extend your life. Aaron, what was your experience with this game? It's funny. I've, I've never played this game in my whole life. you No, I never heard wow. of it, and I never played it. And I never, first of all, it looks like Slice Pie. The logo looks just like Slice Pie. There, it's what it reminded me of. It's a super spy. There's several huge problems with this game. The first problem okay. is the name. All right. This guy's the worst spy ever. He's loud. He shoots. He kills hundreds of people. This is not, a, this is not the way a spy would act. This is more like a commando than a spy. I mean, let's be spies. All right, That's he is fair. not calling this guy spy is ludicrous. He he's he's like like what would have been great if they could have got like the GI Joe license or something? Because there are even guys here that look like GI Joe guys. I mean, there's a ton of guys that look. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, secondly, uh, this game. I wish this game and the game I played this week could switch places, and that this game could have been made in '99 instead of '90 because I think. With nine years of additional technology, you've got a mega winner here instead of the pretty good game you've got now. Listen, when I this is a game that answers the age-old question: What do you what do you get if you take a, a shooting game and make it a melee game? Because that's yeah. what this reminds me of playing something like uh, uh, Operation Wolf or something <laughs> like that. Or, I mean, you're literally. It's like if Operation Wolf and Punch-Out had a child, you would have this game. Yeah. And that is an unlikely pairing that I never would have thought to, 
that's not going to exist. And there's a lot going for this game. And I didn't even know about the ducking. That would make it even better. But there, what was it? You called it an action RPG, uh, uh, whatever, melee, it, it, arcade it action. considered a, a first-person, beat-em-up, action role-playing game. Right. It is. That's exactly what this is. So, like, there are rooms you go into along your path. And there are people in there, and they will give you hints. Sometimes they'll give you yep. goodies, and then sometimes they're evil, and you got to fight them. I like yep. that. I like the twist. You're like, oh, crap. And and there's dialogue in there. Like, could it have been done better? Yes. Is it in, like, Japanese translated English? Oh, God, yes. Oh, there's, yes. It's yeah. all jacked up. But, I mean, it's still there, and it makes it. It almost had, like, a Metal Gear feel in some aspects of it. You know, remember Metal Gear? You would duck in the room and stuff, and you get that kind of. I mean, trust me, it's nothing like Metal Gear, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand what you're By saying. By the way, the yeah. Metal Gear guy, Snake, he would have been perfect for this game. Like, you could rebrand this with that guy in it. He was more of a spy than this guy, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, this game, the punching and kicking, so it's well implemented. I mean, it's. Without having ducked. Which, by the way, they need to add that to the opening scroll so you'll know what that... Because I had no idea you could do that. Uh, but you literally are exploring this area. And you see all kinds of different rooms. You're in labs. You're in break rooms. You're in, uh, you're in like, uh, about like we just saw a bathroom. You're in different areas with different people in them. And I like that. I like the idea that you can explore. Yeah. Sometimes you come across a map. Let me tell you, this is one of the few games where a map's instantly helpful. You could go right to the end of the level if you want to without screwing around by just going in a different room. You could just leave because you know where the elevator's at right away, which is great. I like that. Uh, here's and, and the sound was good. I thought the music was good. The bad guys look cool. Like, the implementation's cool. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes you fight, like, in-boss-type guys that are tougher. Yep. Like, these guys whip out these, like, electric <clears throat> tasers. They're scary, yep. man, because you got that thing right up in your grill. Or when they're yep. pounding on you with a lead pipe or a sword or something, you're like, ah! I mean, it's like you're getting hit in the face. It's VR City. The implementation, you know, we've seen a lot of these before. You had Doom and stuff. You had these sorts of games where you kind of, you know, like a, almost like an old TSR game, you know, like out of the beholder where you go like block by block. But this one's not like this. It's got a better system. And the map the, with the arrows at the top is great. That works out yeah. great. I never had any, I never had any questions to where I could go or what I could do. Now, with all that said, sometimes it's hard to line up when you're going forward. You have to kind of wiggle yourself in because there's absolutely, Invisible walls that'll keep you from going the wrong. But you have to be in the sweet spot. You get used to it after a while. The implementation of the knife is pretty good because it starts out a certain color. As you kill guys, it gets bloodier and you and it gets like you said less potent. And so you can keep killing guys with it, but ultimately it's not going to be do as much damage. But occasionally you'll come across a guy that will give you a new knife. He'll give yep. you a Uzi. They'll give you bullets. Stuff like that, which is cool. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, the, 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 the mission that you figure out as you go, uh, it, you actually figure it out. They'll tell you what's going on. The scientists, hey, they've got, they're making bombs. They're doing this. They're doing that. They forced me to do this. And, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, I liked a lot of what they had to offer. Now, <clears throat> with all that said, this game is limited because I think because if they basically ran out of jack, all right? And including stuff like they don't they needed more enemies. They needed more variants in the enemies, you know, in my opinion. A lot more enemies. I would I could have done with some new different hallways and stuff. Like I would have made these levels shorter and more diverse. I know yeah. you're in a building, so they've got a new built in excuse, but I would have done it a little bit differently. <clears throat> if I'm gonna call this super spy, I would have put some elements of stealth in here. And I know you said the camera thing, but that's pretty limited, if I'm honest. Uh, but uh, uh, I would have done that. And you do, it, there's a sameness to it after you play it for a while. I played it for until I got tired of it. And I did get tired of it. But, I mean, it's still fun. You can see the bones. Like, this engine they used, like, they could have done something with this. <laughs> I know. It seems stupid to say that because it's such a dated engine at this point. You know what I mean? And the fact that your guy's going sideways down the halls and stuff. But, I mean, if you if you look past that silliness, it's actually pretty fun. And I could even see aspects of this that you could do with, like, 
what would have been great is like one of those two screen uh, video games where they had two players doing this at once. That would have been a lot of fun if they implemented that. Uh, or, or like even a game where you hunt somebody that like this. That would have been kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was a real surprise to me. Listen, I was, let's put it this way. I spent, I don't know, six times as long playing your games as I did mine. I, like this was way more uh, enjoyable, but I mean, again, it, there's there's a sameness to it. It's got a limited, uh, it's got it's going to have a limited appeal. I can see why people don't like it because it in today's in today's society in today's video game world, games like this are ancient looking. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> because of the way they move and stuff, and it's also way outside the box, and it's a box that a lot of people aren't going to like because really. Your knife, your kick, your knee, and your punch are going to be your number one weapons. There's not a ton of shooting. I mean, the Uzi and stuff, they run out so quick. And you can sort of save them, but you're really, you can't. I mean, it gives you the, the option to switch weapons on the fly. But, I mean, yeah. if you're smart, you'll just put it on knife because that's really the weapon you're going to use most of the time. And you use the gun like when you're really screwed. You crank yeah. up the gun. <clears throat> so they could have implemented more weapons. You know, I would have liked to see some throwing stars like Shinobi style in here, or even some like spy related stuff, like maybe some like sleep darts or something shooting out of his watch. There's nothing in here to make you think that this guy's a spy. Nothing. So no, that, I agree with that. So that that's a that's a failing uh, in terms of the theming, but overall, not to rant on and on about it, but I liked it. Thumbs up for me. I think it's a. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna call it a hidden gem, but I will call it a lost. Yeah. I call it a lost. A game that got lost in in the shuffle of time. That's actually kind of interesting and actually pretty good looking too. Yeah, the the uh, uh, unfortunateness of this game is the gameplay loop itself is not fleshed out enough. Uh, there absolutely could have been spy gadgets, even just something as simple as you put a tripwire down, right? And when someone comes from the left or the right of the screen, they hit the tripwire and it, they explode or something. Just, I mean, that would have been so simple. They just didn't go the extra mile. This game is both incredibly short and tremendously long at the same time. <laughs> yeah. There are only two stages, but the stages go on for freaking ever. Yeah. <clears throat> um. That's why the maps are so handy because you get out of there quick, as quick as you can. Yeah, yeah. The um, the truth of the matter is, Aaron, your game I watched more video of than I played, and this game I played more than I watched video of because I try to watch complete playthroughs of everything we play, even if I don't have the time or ability to get all the way through the game. And watching someone play this sucks. Yeah. It sucks. But getting in there and doing it yourself and seeing the places you can kind of line up when you need a dunk, when it makes sense to shoot, you know, there are some... Every every time you <clears throat> knock someone back, they smash against the wall and they'll break glass. And there are certain elements of the background you can shoot and cause explosions. Uh so there are fun, interactive things that you discover when you're playing the game. But just watching a video, it sucks. Yeah. Because it looks like you're, it's just the same thing over and over and over. Which it is, but doing it is much more enjoyable. There, there Whereas, are so many There's so many things they could have done to make this more fleshed out. You could. Have, this is something to really take it outside the box, Brent. But if you would wanted to, given the setup of this game, you could have literally... Had a gun, a light gun, right beside you, and literally flip back and forth between shooting the light gun and, and move it to the yep. maze, and that would I don't I mean not on the fly, but just have alternating levels or something. It would have worked great because the engine's already there for it. You know there were yep. things you could have done, and an updated version this has a lot of appeal. But I agree with you, it's, it's a lot of sameness uh, to it, and a lot of uh, it, I mean again, it's a game of its age. It's funny, both of our games are games that probably didn't age that well. But of the two, and by the way, I'd like to see this thing 
on in VR. I think you could pull it off quite easily, and it'd be fun to play because there wouldn't be a lot of movement with your legs, you know. So it's, it, it's this is the Hogan's Alley of of third of first person beat 'em ups, I guess. It's just it's lots of sliding and lots of you know. It's a real strange game. Now, Aaron, for a rev- for the reviews of this game were all over the map. Oh yeah, I mean it was it went tremendously low. I'm talking like one out of fives, yeah. one and a half stars, uh, all the way up to the to mid to, to high eighties. Uh, which to have that big of a, a a sway in a review, you wonder what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> We did well, have we did get a review, by the way. Well, yeah, this actually, Aaron, did incredibly well in the arcade. Really? Uh, yes. When when this game was first released, it reached number five in Japan of uh, money makers, and when it released in the United States, it made it up to seven. No kidding. On the most profitable games of the month. Huh? I would so, never have thought that. Exactly, and and a lot of people write this off. And you're right; it's this is an easy game to kill, you know, talk poorly about. Yeah. But it also has this strange appeal that makes you want to play it. Yeah. Uh, that probably explains why it was re- released in the arcade, the Neo Geo, the Neo Geo CD, the Wii Virtual Console, the PlayStation Four, the Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch the Neo Geo Mini, and the Neo Geo Arcade Pro Stick. All of those had this game in one form or another. And probably That's people how many could, times this was re-released. People probably complained about it every single time after the first I couple. I bet they did. I <clears throat> bet they did. Uh, so you said we had a, a Discord review on this one? Yeah, Pajaco chimed in on this one. He says, so I'll fess up and say I thought this was sliced, but I don't feel bad, dude. But no, Super Spy is a game I've never heard of or played. You know, it starts off very well. A very great concept, like a mix of Operation Wolf and Punch-Out. Bam! Great minds think the same. There, I can't believe that. There are some nice gameplay elements like blocking or ducking, so he knew about blocking, to avoid attacks and security cameras, and for a while I was really enjoying Super Spy. The graphics and music are good, and so all the boxes ticked. This should be a killer game. But after about an hour of playing it, it became a rinse-and-repeat button basher. Without weapons, later baddies take ages to finish off, especially when you are yep. ducking, blocking, or avoiding their attacks. Possibly if I was pumping real money into this machine, I might have it might have seemed exciting, but honestly, I just got bored playing it and turned it off. Weirdly, weirdly though, I could totally see this as a VR game. My God! It's like Pajaka's my twin. <laughs> He's more brother than you are, Brent. Uh, weirdly <laughs> enough, though, I could see this as a VR game. It would probably be a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun to play. A great one to try out <clears throat> for something unique, but not enough variety to keep you hooked. Six out of ten. Six out of ten is for both those things, Brent. I think yeah. that's fair. I think that's definitely fair for this game. Aaron, this cart can be acquired for as little as a hundred bucks. Oh, uh, I'm not surprised. Those early ones are cheaper. Now, you want to know what's really crazy? <clears throat> what's that? When I was looking at prices, I, I, I thought, you know what? If this is selling for 100 bucks, I mean, that's a that's more than I would pay for it, obviously. But I think that's reasonably priced. Yeah. I, I thought, you know what? I got to go look up the main, the master game, the main one. And looked up uh, Neo Turf Masters. 50 bucks. Really? It's they're probably because there were so bucks. many of them. Is that the cartridge, the CD? What is it? That's the that's the uh, the MVS cart. The massive ones. That yep. Yeah, you wow. get as cheap as fifty bucks. There you Crazy. go. You know, speaking of cheap, by the way, let's get into a little. Let's get into a little talk here as we head over to the wheel. And I know a place that is cheap in price, but the value is through the roof, Brent. You may have heard of it. It's a little place we like to call RetroRewind.ca. RetroRewind is a North American company. It's up in Canada, if you've heard of it. Rambar, good buddy Frank. Frank has a uh, a gift. Uh, it's a gift from on high. And it's the gift of not only selling you quality components for your Commodore and TRC color computer machines, he also has a gift of taking care of you from a repair standpoint. Do you have a 
Commodore machine. Let's say, Britt, for example, that you've got a beloved Commodore 64 machine at the house. These things are a dime yeah. a dozen, right? Well, not so much anymore. They're getting a little they're getting a little pricey. But let's say you got one of those portable C64s. Let's say you've got a CD TV, right? Those things are in the news right now. Everybody's getting one. Let's say you got an Amiga 1000. Let's say you've got all these things. You don't know. You don't want to get in there and fool with the capacitors. You don't want to figure out why this thing's not booting up. You don't want to try to clean the drive. <clears throat> no problem. Pull that sucker out. Send it up to Frank at RetroRewind.ca. And he will take care of you because this guy has decades of top-level experience. Tippity-top, Brent. We saw him in action, didn't we? We did. He is the super IT guy. Absolutely. And you can go and get everything you need at RetroRewind.ca for parts, for new parts, and for caps, cap kits, services, repairs. He also sells stuff like SD solutions. He sells diagnostic cards. He's got the full the full meal deal at RetroRewind.ca. And we're going to put his card in the wheel, Brent. Here we go. Absolutely. And just so we are very clear about something, Aaron, the reason why old Neo Geo games are superior to new ones, innovation. There you innovation. go. I'm not going to fight they, you. They I'm not even going to fight you. They did so many different types of games. Racing, action RPG, run and gun, puzzles, sports, board games, uh, quiz games. And then all that just faded away. You're not wrong. It all just faded away into fighting games and schnuck. It is funny that and Neo Geo is still is on the wheel, despite the fact that it came up last week. Here we go. What are the odds? It's not going to come up again. That'd be madness. Oh, by the way, we added the Atari Lynx this week. We also added holiday games. This time around, it's going to be Halloween games, because Halloween's coming. Here we go. Oh. You notice I didn't fight you on the Neo Geo because I knew I was going to lose. And the winner this week is Light Gun Games. That is a great category. Have we never had Light Gun Games before, Brent? We have not. That is crazy. Now, I suggest we do um, Light Guns on a... Do you want to do it across the board or just in the arcade or just on a system? What would you like to do? I know what I'm picking, so... Okay, well, can you, you tell... You can set the stipulation. It is Wednesday. Why don't we just pick them right now? Lethal so, Enforcers. Lethal Enforcers in the arcade, or does it matter? I would prefer arcade. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play... If we're going to do arcade games, I'm going to play Police Trainer. Brent, Police Trainer in the arcade will be my choice. We're getting them out of the way early this week because we're, we're running so freaking late. next week. Listen... A couple bits of news, or really not news, but just a little announcement to get into. You know what's coming, Brent. Uh, in just a little while, it's going to be time for a little thing we call the International Computer Club, uh, which will be October 1st, Saturday, October 1st, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's going to be a whole lot of loving going on with all your international computer buddies as we get together and talk about how much we love classic computers and consoles uh, and all sorts of projects in the realm of that era. Computers, old stuff, new stuff, Raspberry Pis, 3D printing. If, if it's something you would talk about at a computer club, you could fit it in. Uh, if you're interested in presenting at the International Computer Club, there's still time to go to the International Computer Club section of our Discord. At the top, there's a pin, and there's a sign-up sheet. You just put your name down. Give us the fill in the information. Real simple. It just asks how long you're going to take, what uh, what uh, time you want to go on. Real simple. I think we got about six people that have signed up, Brent. So we got room for definitely a few more for people that do want to do reviews, book reviews. They want to introduce a product, anything you could think of. We could accommodate on the International Computer Club. I think we're going to do International Computer Club this year. I'm, I'm a little leery of using uh, Discord for the people that are going to be involved. So we may go back to one of the meeting softwares that we use. What's that real popular one everybody uses, Brent? The meeting one. You know, Zoom. We may go back to Zoom this time. But for anyone else that's interested in just checking it out, we'll be broadcasting live on Twitch, as always. Just like the same channel you're on right now, Amigos Retro Gaming on Twitch. There's always something fun going on there, Brent. You got anything you want to talk about before we take it to the house? Nope. 
there you go, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, and we will catch you guys again at the normal time. We'll catch you. Until then, have a good week. Good, safe, short week. Adios, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Death and Styles for our vector style graphics and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlent 17, Laron Garut, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalogy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O-Rom, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Graham, W. Fetke, Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitterblitter, Pajaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo NL, The Slow Norris, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com. 